Hello, and welcome to Spoiler Appetite. I'm Tristan. Um, long time no see, right? Uh, God, it's been literally eight months and certain days since I last came onto this podcast. Um, you know, just never really, like with most things, when it comes to life itself, I don't really have the motivation. Plus, I spend the time finding and watching the stuff I want to watch or doing whatever, you know, it's, it's so strange to, you know, take so many months off with no word or anything, but then again, I do this podcast just for fun, you know, just whenever, really when I feel like it, you know, it's just so strange because I remember when I started doing this podcast, I always wanted to do one at least like every week or so and I'm pretty sure in the last episode I said I would try to do it like once a month or something like that but clearly that didn't happen um and yeah there's there there's a lot to talk about that I could talk about honestly um I I I guess we can just what's it called just catch up see how we're doing um I don't know it's just been interesting you know it's I you just ever look at like the the community that you're part of like a fan community and all this stuff and you're just like man I just I don't really care anymore like the stuff that I like just seems like it's just I don't know I, I feel like fan perception really turns me off from like the big IPs that I've always loved like whether it's comic book movies or Star Wars or any like well known IPs I kind of get turned off because of just the simple you know well intentions of how people feel about it I mean it's so people's reactions to a certain thing whether it's just like basic or whatever you know I you know, I don't mind looking at reactions and whatnot. It's always cool to see reactions and all this stuff, but lately it just feels like more and more it's just like very one note in the sense that, you know, when I watch, say, like YouTube videos, uh, people, uh, I mean, uh, it's very few, but the people that I watch very much go into kind of just what they like and what they didn't like about the movie or whatever or just their general impressions of it whereas with you read something like on twitter or whatever it's just like it's trash it's garbage don't want to deal with it let's move on or whatever well they don't even really move on because they always have to bring it up and you know i know that i bring up certain movies that i'm just like yeah don't like it all this stuff but it just feels like you know especially Twitter, you know, film Twitter is just, like, is insane to me. Like, it's really insane, and really specifically the comic book movie genre. Like, that whole community is wild. <laughs> like, it's just very simple, one note, and, you know, makes you view certain people in a way that you're just like, you know, is it always, you know, are you always going to like a thing? Are you always not going to like a thing or whatever? You know, it's it's very... There's no middle ground is what it feels like, honestly. I mean, I try to look at, like, pieces of media through the, the prism of, like, okay, is it going to be as bad or as good as it's going to be or whatever, you know? I try to not go in with expectations, depending on the project itself, but it's just interesting that... For me personally, I gravitate towards the people that are like, you know, yeah, the movie sucked or whatever, but, you know, there are some things that I liked about it or whatever, or, you know, I like the movie, but there are things I didn't like about the movie, you know, it's just like, I don't know, but then again, it's maybe it's just, it's just this hostile kind of deal when it comes to this big genre stuff that is just like, it's crazy to me, and... I, I I don't know, it's just like, I like watching stuff that's not, like, has source material, you know? Like, doesn't have pre-notion source material, because I'll be honest, and really, it's not anybody's fault, honestly, but 
there's so much Marvel content out there that it's just it's kind of crazy to me to think that there's so many like shows coming to Disney Plus and so much to keep up with and all this stuff to the point where I've I think it started with Hawkeye I think it's I think after Hawkeye it was like all right um yeah it's, it's like cuz I didn't like Hawkeye I mean it's just these Disney Plus shows I I just like now that we're like what are we like 2 years into Disney Plus certain like some of the specifically the MCU shows they kind of just feel like there's good there's these great moments but it feels like the potential is just wasted you know that's kind of how i feel i mean because man if we want to really look at it this year we had moon knight we have uh she hulk just ended um some other stuff too that i'm just blanking on miss marvel there's that one um but yeah it just i and i'll say this i mean when it comes to the mcu uh, Disney Plus shows. The only ones that I can truly say I really enjoyed is WandaVision. Obviously, that's a given for me. Uh, Falcon the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Miss Marvel. Everything else just kind of feels like the potential is there, but just didn't live up to its potential. So it's kind of how I feel about it. I mean. And that's why starting next year, I'm just like, I'm not watching all of these MCU shows. I will watch certain ones. Um, Like, I I hate to say it, but like, the Echo show. I don't care about Echo at all. Because what I got from Hawkeye was just not enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll check out the spinoff show with her. I don't think I want to do that. I just, I'm not really interested in it. I don't think a, a trailer can convince me otherwise to watch it or whatever. And I know it's been confirmed that both um, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin and Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil is going to be in it. So, I mean, that's cool, but I I don't feel the need to watch that, honestly. I, I just, I have no interest in watching that, sadly. And, I mean... Because, yeah, that trailer has got to do something really to pull me in to give it at least a shot. Like, I don't even feel like giving it the three-episode treatment like I do with most shows that I start and whatnot. If it's a new show, I, I like, or I'm, like, curious to start a show, I'll give it three episodes and see what happens. Um, for example, uh, She-Hulk. I mean, She-Hulk is very, I mean, based on the reactions, it's just a mixed bag people either love it or people hate it which then again you could say that for every other mcu show that has come out or any really any comic book movie honestly it just kind of feels like that's what i see mostly nowadays but um she hulk for me personally i i gave it three episodes and sure enough i gave it four episodes i i just kept watching and watching and then, I don't know, after four, I was like, well, I didn't hate what I saw, but I just don't have that need to keep going or whatever. It's strange, like, yeah, I didn't hate it, but I just didn't find any interest to keep going, even though, you know, I was curious to see how they would handle Daredevil, since, you know, it's going to be very much a toned-down daredevil compared to what we got from netflix and you know i'm i'm officially over that i know that was like one of my big concerns was like you know i just i was always frustrated because of the fact that it's like it because we're because the problem is is like we associate charlie cox's daredevil with that netflix show and so the fact that they brought him back gives us this idea of like oh it's you know if if you change anything about it and he's not like that very adult like character or whatever it's just it's just strange then why not just recast it i mean because my thing and you know i'll talk about it with the black panther casting but 
the care the actor is there to serve the character not the other way around so i was just like why not just recast it i mean we've been through a recast before just recast it now with the chala and chadwick boseman you know i i was for a recast but the fact that they didn't i mean okay let's just let's see what happens you know let's see how that goes and you know i i like how kevin uh, Feige said it best, which was, you know, it just didn't feel right to do it now. Like, it didn't feel like we had enough time to grieve. And, you know, I kudos to them. Will we ever see the child? I don't know. I mean, as long as we have good product being put out, that's fine. And, yeah, Wakanda Forever just looks fucking incredible. I mean, that first teaser trailer was just, oh my god, it hit all the, like, the emotional beats for all of us and my god it just looks breathtakingly good like i just i can't even put into words how amazing it looks and fucking namor like we're getting fucking namor and the mcu just fucking blows my mind and he even has the wings on his feet it's just like holy shit this looks incredible but i think I'm even more excited for it because of the fact that, you know, with Thor Love and Thunder, um, I, it, it feels like we need some sort of, like, actual serious high stakes consequences kind of movie. You know, everything else has just kind of been just like, eh, you know, like, I don't know. And I feel like what Ryan Coogler is doing with Wakanda Forever is just like, it's, it's perfect i feel like it's just like it's hitting all the right notes that i want i want something like more serious you know more stakes and all this stuff because i'll tell you what thor love and thunder was just not it for me personally i i loved i really dug thor ragnarok a lot but thor love and thunder i mean i would just say it's not like this hot fucking garbage movie like most people are making out to be but it is a disappointment it truly is a disappointment because there's a lot more like more humor more than anything and you know i've enjoyed the humor in mcu projects but thor love and thunder was the one movie that i just i thought that the humor was not good at all and then juxtaposed to the whole Jane Foster and the cancer thing was just like, I feel like we could have done more, but I guess maybe that would have been too dark for them to go or whatever. But I, I, I just, I don't know. And then to me, the biggest crime of that whole movie was a waste of Christian Bale's time. Honestly, I just, I, I, there wasn't enough of him. I never understood that. I didn't understand that at all. It's like, because you hear Christian Bale being in an MCU movie. It's like, oh shit, let's go, let's go. He's going to play the villain? Awesome, cool. And then you don't see him as as much. And it's like, it that's so strange. And what's even more weird to me is the fact that he plays a character called Gore. And he's also referenced as the God Butcher. But we don't see the God Butchering at all. We only see the aftermath, but we don't see anything leading up to the the God Butchering. And it's just like, what the... I, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. And he's great in the movie. And at times it's like, you know, he he feels like he's in a different movie because he's so unsettling to watch. And it's fucking great. But... Yeah, I just... Thor Love and Thunder was just not it at all for me. I mean... There were some moments that I liked, but overall, I was very disappointed with that movie. It was just like, man, this wasn't it at all. I just... And you know it's bad. Like, you know it's a disappointment for me when you love the post credit scene more so than what you were given in Thor Love and Thunder because that idea of okay the next possible Thor movie is Thor versus Hercules like 
I'm so fucking down for that movie. I I'm I cannot wait to see that. I I just I feel like that that seems intriguing as hell to me. It's just like God versus God. <coughs> cannot wait. I just cannot wait for that. So yeah, that's Thor: Love and Thunder. But yeah, Wakanda Forever just feels like a movie I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, God, what else did I miss? I mean, there was there was a fuck ton of stuff that I've seen. Like, you know, I've been gone or whatever, but I did see a fuck ton of movies. I, I've been keeping up with wanting to go to the theater and whatnot. But uh, you know what? I'll just bring up my letterbox, uh, and we'll just run down some movies, I guess, from like. The beginning of the year. Um, I don't think I talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I could have used more mad. Well, yeah, I could have used. Well, the madness was there, but I could have used more multiverse in it. But whatever. Um, yeah, RRR. Oh my god! You know that was definitely a movie that I saw <laughs> Twitter blowing up like crazy and. You know, when I saw the runtime, I was like, oh, fuck, three hours. Okay, I mean, hopefully it has good pacing. And, yeah, I'll just say, if you haven't seen RRR, just give it a shot. It's 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 crazy fun. Like, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, Morbius, the less said, the better. Uh, yeah, Morbius was really... A movie I was hoping that would be... <laughs> I was hoping I would like uh, Morbius in the same way that people love those Venom movies or whatever. But no. I mean, uh, God. I, I, I don't even know what to say about Morbius. You know, the less said the better. Um, Yeah, what other movies that really stood out to me? The Gray Man, I just... With... Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, that was just a no for me. I think one of the biggest surprises, though, was, uh, fucking, I, I was, I, I went to go see a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's a sweet little movie, like, it's just like this lady who gets enough cash and she wants to buy a dress from Paris and whatnot, and it's just, it's the cutest shit ever, like, it was just a really cute movie. I, I just... It was very adorable. I mean, what can I say? And then... I It just... Yeah, then there's the monsters. Rob Zombie's the monsters. And look, I'm no... F- I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the monsters. I vaguely know who is who. And never seen a Rob Zombie movie. And... Yeah. <laughs> you think Morbius is the worst movie of the year. I... I would attend The Monsters is the worst movie of the year because, uh, I mean, I only watched it because I knew it was going to be bad, but my god, I was not expecting how bad it was going to be. It just, I, mm, makes no sense, makes no sense to me at all. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, the less said the better. Um... I think another surprise for me this year was Pearl. Um, there was a movie called X that came out, uh, and you know, and then here comes Pearl, which is basically the prequel, and it's about basically the villain, the the origin story of the villain, I guess, and Pearl. And between the two, Pearl is definitely the better movie. I mean, my God, Pearl was just—I didn't know what to expect. I—I I was just like, oh, you know what? Fine, I'll see the. I'll say the prequel. That movie, like one of my favorite horror movies of all time, is Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho, and I Mia Goth as Pearl very much gave me the same vibes as say, uh, oh man, what's his name? I want to say it's Anthony Perkins, right? Because that's who played Norman Bates in uh, what's it called? Psycho, right? Yep, Anthony Perkins, yeah. Mia Goth as Pearl very much gave me the same feeling as watching someone like Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates in Psycho. My God, and she gives this incredible monologue 
in this movie at the very end and it's just like oh and then the closing shot of the movie is just like god that's unsettling so fucking unsettling um yeah so pearl was probably god i i want to say the biggest surprise movie of the year for me personally i mean this year was a good like ass year for horror movies personally i think and you know and then i'm sure i didn't talk about it but let's talk about the batman you know matt reese's the batman starring robert pattinson um you know for me personally i'm sure i've said it before but i've i've had an oversaturation with batman you know i i am getting to that point where the more recasting for batman the more i'm just kind of like i'm kind of it's a little oversaturation i'm kind of over it because and it's probably on my fault too because i consume a lot of batman and whatnot and just yeah it's just a lot of batman so matt reese is the batman i really liked it i i wish it wasn't as long though but then again just looking at that movie i don't know what i would cut out personally um but you know the batman's really good i mean best comic book movie of the year i think so i mean it's just it it's got its own vibe going for it and whatnot i mean it i I think the one thing that you know i see i saw a lot of people comparing it basically saying oh it's just kind of another christopher nolan like um batman movie but and you know i totally get why those feelings are there i can definitely see that but for me personally it's like yes but at the same time it feels more grounded and just more dirtier like the the one thing that's great about this movie is like this is probably my favorite like iteration of the of gotham i i just like this idea that it's just it's really not a place you want to live in you know whereas with other movies it was very much like you know any other city or whatever i i do like that there is this sort of like yeah this is gotham city this is not a city full of hope or anything like that no it's just like it's a shit fucking world everyone's corrupted and all this stuff and all that but of course my favorite thing of course is you know robert pattinson as batman i mean it is truly incredible to i mean god how many batman have we've had it's just it's amazing how an actor and a director and that process of making a new batman making it feel like batman but it's definitely different compared to the previous iterations like this batman is more like in the zone for the job he doesn't really care for it i mean it's a second year as batman he doesn't really want to fuck with the daytime stuff as bruce wayne or whatever and all that stuff he's all just wants to get this shit done like he just wants to just go out there and just like you know he says it best in the movie too he's like he doesn't really care what happens to him and it's just like this is a batman it's just like his whole goal is to fight crime doesn't matter about anything else like and it's also kind of crazy to me that the whole time he's just in that suit it's just fucking amazing i mean the one downer i will say for me and you know watching it over and over again i love paul dano as the riddler i really do but the the confrontation between the riddler and batman was just kind of like i didn't like how he was just kind of like playing that oh you know he's crazy and loopy and all this stuff like just that what do you call it it's very campy you know he very much it's creepy but at the same time it there's a little camp to it and i just was just like i just I would like to see a Batman film and, like, Gotham and all the inmates just, like, okay, you can have your, like, 
lunatics out there, but when it comes to the villains, it's like, can we just get rid of the campiness of it all? Like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having an actor having fun in said role. I mean, look at Colin Farrell in this movie. I mean, he's having fun. But I it, it didn't feel campy to me when he was playing Oswald Cobblepot in this movie. And, yeah, I... That's my only little critique, and yeah, it, it's just, the Batman was just interesting. I, I very much enjoyed it. I mean, who knows? I don't even know if it'll be in my top ten movies of the year, but I did like it. But I wouldn't say I liked it that fucking much. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's really solid. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing the next one, even though I just, I... There is a part of me that's like, okay, realistic Batman, alright, let's go, I guess. Um, but, I mean, as long as it's a good movie, I, I can't complain too much, even though it's like, nowadays, when it comes to Batman, I'm just like, okay, we had the Affleck iteration that was, like, literally taking on, uh, aliens and stuff. Um, I kind of want to get back to that, <laughs> like... And not, you know, the realistic take on Batman, but, again, as long as it's good, I, I can't complain too much. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and um, the idea that Matt Reeves possibly wants to try um, to have Mr. Freeze in the sequel, I'm for, even though, given this iteration of Batman, you're going to have to take a lot of the fantastical elements out of it, because, I mean... They, that their whole goal was to make it just grounded and all this stuff and yeah that's cool but so you you they would have to change a lot of the Mr. Freeze character as long as they keep that central core origin of what makes Mr. Freeze uh great I'm for it but yeah that's that's it it's just it's interesting and you know speaking of comics I just I've been reading some comics as well, uh, mainly just like Elseworld stories and whatnot because I've decided um, as a fan, I'm done with the canon. I'm done with the DC canon. I I just, I'm kind of done. I'm over it. It's just, it's too much to keep up with and it, I just, I would like a beginning, middle, and end, you know? Like I'm just kind of just tired of keeping up with it. Like I'll still read like, my favorite writers who will probably write in the canon or whatever, I'll read their stuff or whatever, but as far as, like, in general, wanting to keep up with the canon, I don't, I don't care for it, um, I think the last thing I have when it comes to canon is Scott Snyder's, um, what is it, is it Death Metal? I can't remember which metal it was, I know there's Dark Metal, and then there's Death Metal, I think it's Death Metal, that I have left because I've I've enjoyed Scott Snyder's run. I mean, Scott Snyder's the one that brought us the Core Valves and all that stuff. Um, I can't remember what one. I think the only thing I didn't like in his run was the Jim Gordon and the mechanized bat suit or whatever. That's the one thing I didn't like personally. And then there was that. Oh man, what was that other one called? It was just. It was so... It, it dealt with Two-Face or whatever. Man, I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Because that's going to drive me crazy. But it was just basically... I can't even remember what it was. But it was just like... It, it was a Batman story that dealt with Two-Face or whatever. And I just cannot remember what it was. And all this stuff. I mean, it was All-Star Batman. That's what it was. The All-Star Batman was just... I don't know. It was alright, I guess. I mean, I didn't care for it too much. But, yeah, as far as canon goes, I don't care for it. That's why I've been reading, like, Elseworld stuff. Like, for example, I've been... I'm still trying to catch up on... I believe it's... It's Mr. Miracle. I want to say it's Tom Taylor... Tom Taylor doing Mr. Miracle, which I'm only reading it because of the fact that I, I couldn't escape this at all. 
Like this was very much a comic that every time I would go on uh what's it called? Tom King. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not Tom Taylor. Uh Tom King's Mr. Miracle. Um it, it's it's interesting. I mean, dealing with those Jack Kirby fourth world uh all that fun stuff new gods seeing big barda amazing but you know i i i try to get into jack kirby's new gods and i guess i just was just kind of like i know these characters through the animated shows or whatever but i never i tried to get into the jack kirby uh stuff of it all and i just couldn't but i've always liked those characters and so i'm gonna have to go back and give the new gods another chance but tom king's mr miracle it's very personal and very depressing and very fucked up because you know i know nothing about mr miracle but the implications and kind of catching you up to speed on who mr miracle is it's just like oh this is yeah the the whole basis of new gods is kind of fucked up like oh my god it's great but um, but yeah, I've, I've been reading Elseworlds stuff, like, for example, I read, of course, Red Sun, and I liked Red Sun up until the end, uh, not really a fan of the ending, because the implications of the ending was just like, really? Okay, I guess. And then there's, um, I think it's Sean Murphy's, um, Batman White Knight, which is the comic of, you know, Joker goes sane and you know he fights batman politically and it's a very political thing about you know uh the government basically makes profits off these like you know these very troubled uh neighborhoods because batman like anytime he has he's he's doing crime fighting you know he'll do some damages to the buildings or whatever and it was just, it was fascinating. And, you know, that's the thing I love about these Elseworlds stories is, like, the writers will take an idea and just flip it on its head. doesn't matter what the canon is. They'll just flip it on its head. Sure, they'll, you know, you know, they won't change too much, but it's just fascinating to, like, read these comics or whatever, these little Elseworld comics. And then, what was the, the one I literally, the last thing I read before I started uh, Mr. Miracle? It was a Superman comic, and, um, oh man, let me look this up, because this was, like, very, very fucking cool, which was, it's a Superman Elseworld story, where it's basically set in the modern day, like, actual real world, like, trying to be our real, real world, and there's this character called Clark Kent, and, you know, Superman exists, he doesn't exist, but, like, the the fictional character, Superman, exists. And so, you know, he he's, uh, he's Clark Kent, and he ages or whatever. He's not, like, an actual alien. He's a human being that has Superman powers or whatever. And, you know, he just goes through this life of, like, you know, what does it mean to have these powers? And what am I, like, why do I have these powers and all this stuff? It's a very touching story. I gotta admit, it's a very touching story, it's very lovely, and it's, was really, and it's only like four issues, four books, and it was just, it's beautiful. And then of course, I think my favorite one that I've read so far was Batman Damned, um, the very notorious, uh, if that comic sounds familiar, uh, it's the one, it's the, the DC Black Label, uh, Batman comic where, uh, there's a there's a panel where you see the outline of Batman's dick or whatever that later would like they would later change that and all the digital and the printing physical books and all that stuff but aside from that it's only three books and Batman Dan was really it's one of those books where you finish it and you, you look back on everything you just read and just you're just like oh fuck wow now now it makes even more sense like because and it's one of those books where i literally had to look up uh an explanation of the ending just to make sure i understood what i was reading because i was like wait a minute why 
So this just happened. Uh, is and wait, this happened. It was a lot of that at the ending for me. But luckily, you know, I saw a YouTube video and, and it was just confirming what I was just seeing, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's pretty fucking cool. That's really fucking cool." But yeah, Batman Damned. It's just, it's, it's one of those comics I would. It, it's definitely going on the recommendation list. Like for any new readers. I have a list of like stuff that I would recommend to new readers and you know Batman Damned is definitely up there for sure cuz it's it's currently my new favorite Batman story at the moment and I I just and the art alone is great. I mean, what's his name? Druid. I mean, he's the same one. It's the same artist that did that Joker book. In fact, I think it's the same team that did the Joker book as well. Um, yeah, Brian Azzarello, who, uh, what's it called? Wrote the book. And then you have, what's his name? Lee Bermijo? I want to say that's his name. Yeah, Lee Bermijo. If you just look up his art, I mean, his art is very noir and darkly like oh my god it's very grimy but it's awesome because there's a moment in batman dan where he draws a swamp thing and my god i've never seen a better image of swamp thing than what lee did there but yeah it was just it was interesting i gotta say it was very interesting but yeah so the last thing i think i'll well actually you know what we're not gonna stop there because, you know what, let's talk about Kenobi, you know. Um, the one Star Wars property I've always wanted to see. Um, so, Star Wars, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, little backstory, this is the show that I've always wanted. Like, ever since Disney bought uh, Star Wars and the talk of, like, what would like what's Disney gonna do with it like and then the talk of like an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie and all this stuff but now we got a show and we got the great Hugh McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi and then we had Hayden Christensen come back as Anakin and also as Darth Vader and yeah the Kenobi show overall I I did not like it. I mean, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would just say it's more of a disappointment. But it's one of those it's one of those shows that the more you think about the bad things you didn't like about it, the more it just is like you get frustrated and sad at the same time. It's just like you know, Hugh McGregor was great and. Hayden Christensen was great as well and seeing Darth Vader was cool but baby Leia I mean kid Leia I mean I, I okay I guess you know maybe it's my own fault because I was hoping that we would get like a character piece on Obi-Wan Kenobi you know having PTSD and they did show Obi-Wan having some PTSD I mean they were great I mean him tensing up when he sensed Vader coming in that town or whatever. And then, I mean, this is the problem with most of the Disney Plus shows that I've seen. It's like, y you have a good concept, but the the execution and the potential just feels wasted. I mean, for what they gave us in that Kenobi show, I was just like, this is so just... I don't understand. I mean, that's the other thing too about these Disney Plus shows. It's like it, for most of them that I've seen or whatever, I mean, besides the ones I like, these Disney Plus shows just, you know, the potential was wasted. At the same time, they have these really great moments or whatever. But it's not enough for me to, you know, like them overall. Like, I can admit, 
you know, seeing Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi go at it was cool as shit, but everything else, certain moments are just like, what? Why are we, I don't, I don't know. The, the Leia thing was just like, okay, yeah, I get it. They're, they gotta meet at some point, right? But I'm just like, I, and I guess it's just how they called. They, they approached you know when they made this show when they were coming up with what this show should be about that was their main story and it was like i'm i'm very curious to i i kind of want to know what the original pitch was you know because i know there was that talk of like darth maul was gonna be in it or whatever which would have really screwed up canon but i just i just kind of want to know what was the original ideas, you know? But, I mean, yeah, Kenobi was just like, oh my god. This, this could have been so much better. Like, the story treatment could have been so much better. It could have been character-driven. And not just like, oh, Obi-Wan's got a mission. He's got to save Leia and all this stuff. And it's like, uh oh, man. I'm just very disappointed. And then the character of Reva, I just... I don't know. The character of Reva, I feel like... I feel like the less we knew about her, the better it would have been. Honestly. And, yeah, I just... Everyone's great in it, but it's just like the writing itself, it's just like... It just didn't feel like it served the characters any justice. I mean... I don't know. I was just... I was very disappointed. Also, I don't understand why when we got that flashback with uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, they couldn't have de-aged um, Hayden for that scene, you know? I, I don't know. Kind of strange that, you know, okay, this is a flashback scene, and this is before he gets his hand cut off, so he's supposed to be like a young adult or whatever, you know? Kind of weird that they didn't de-age him for that scene, but... But yeah, Kenobi was just, oh my god, it was so disappointing. And you know what, maybe that would have added, like, another reason why I didn't do a podcast. I I wanted to do a podcast for it, but I was just like, I, I don't have any nice things to say about it at the moment. Because, yeah, plus there's a lot of, like, it left me with questions more than anything, like, logical questions that I had I was just like I I I won't even get into it but yeah for anyone that was think anyone that was like wondering what I thought about the Kenobi show there you go um yeah okay let's wrap this up so um I saw Black Adam a couple uh days ago Thursday actually this past Thursday um what can I say? <laughs> the trailers didn't really give any vibe of like some death character or anything. Like I didn't get that sense at all watching those trailers. And um it was generic. It's a very generic uh movie. But at the same time, it's an entertaining generic movie. I'll just say that. You know, it's yes, it's generic, but entertaining as hell. Two things I took away from it. Okay, one, Black Adam is very fucking ruthless in this movie. Um, and I, I, I wonder how, I just don't see, you know, with how, now that we've gotten Black Adam, I don't see how they would ever do, they would ever have Shazam and Black Adam cross paths because it, there's no competition. Black Adam would beat the living shit out of Shazam. Holy, holy fuck. It's it's not even a fucking fair fight at this point. Like, Shazam would need Superman to help him. Um, but my god, it's, it's fucking wild. And then the other thing I took away was, like, very interesting, uh, deputation. I can't even say the word. Very interesting take on Dr. Fate. I mean, this is definitely not, and I'm kind of getting the spoilers here, so little spoilers, I guess, but the characterization of Dr. Fate in this movie is 
definitely not the character of Dr. Fate you know from, like, say, modern comics, where he he has the helmet of fate, and when he puts it on, Naboo, the spirit of Naboo, takes over the host that wears the helmet of fate. Um, no Naboo, as far as I remember, there's no mention of him. Um, they say that the helmet is from, like, another world or whatever, and it's like, yeah, okay. And so I, I wonder, I wonder if this, the inspiration for Dr. Fate was coming from the Golden Age era. But then again, there was no mention of Naboo and the helmet is from another world. So, uh, I would say it's a very interesting take. Um, I, I still dug him as a character, I'm not going to lie. And yeah, that I I am so ready for a fucking uh, Doctor Fate hot toy. Like I, however much it is, I am willing to make a deposit on that as soon as possible. I'm ready for that pre-order because I'm like, I absolutely would love that because in the beginning when I saw Black uh, Doctor Fate, I was like, where's the eye pieces or whatever? I know he has eyes or whatever. But didn't fucking matter. When I saw Dr. Fate in motion, that suit and everything, it's fucking awesome. And Pierce Brosnan was good. He was really good in the movie. Um, as far as Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, yeah, he was great. I mean, he was really great. And, I mean, that's all I can really say about Black Adam, really, because it's like... There's not really anything to spoil here, honestly. I mean, it's very paint by the numbers or whatever I do feel like they got the character of Black Adam right I mean it's just I'm just curious to see where they go with this character now if they have any more plans for Black Adam it's just like he's a very fucking cool character like Black Adam is a very cool character and while I do feel they did justice to him in this movie I do feel like we, we can do we can do more we can do more because as far as i can recall whenever i've seen black adam in comics he he's a very like yeah he is very much about his people and protecting them at all costs and yeah i it was very interesting i mean i had fun with it i mean again it's not going to be my top 10 uh movies of the year but still i i enjoyed it for what it was um any critiques I would have about it um well yeah the villain is kind of just like and I have no knowledge on the villain at all so I'm just like yeah villain was just there I guess and you know the supporting cast I mean this specifically the characters of the Atom Smasher and Cyclone it's just it just felt like they're just bystanders almost like they do get on the action but they just kind of feel like yeah they're right there like kind of feels like that a little bit um but i mean yeah that's yeah black adam it's it's whatever it's fine i guess um now let's talk about a movie that i recently just saw too well the day after i saw black adam I finally got a chance to see Halloween Ends. Now, for me personally, I'll just say straight up, when it comes to horror icons, Michael Myers is my favorite. He is just personally my favorite, you know. Um, I never saw the Rob Zombie movies, so... But, you know, Halloween Ends, oh my god. (laughs) Fans of this franchise were just ripping it to parts like I was just concerned I was like oh boy I'm still gonna see it but now I'm worried (laughs) I just I'm like alright everybody's saying it's dog shit but then again everybody said the same fucking thing with Halloween Kills and I end up liking that one yeah it's kind of like Halloween Kills is basically an epilogue or whatever to the previous movie and yeah, there was no character depth or anything in Halloween Kills, but I still liked it, you know, 
at least they stay true to the what's it called the title so and yeah cuts it now Halloween ends I I will say this um I liked it and I don't care I don't care that I'm in the minority again I liked it um I have issues with it but me talking about the issues with it I just feel like would spoil the movie um in the sense that the marketing team did one hell of a job at hiding the actual plot of Halloween ends I mean because looking at the marketing they gave no fucking hints at all of what the real plot is like you start this movie and you're just like what the fuck is this I mean, I will give, like, the critique of, the the actual plot in this movie is just like, yeah, why are we doing this, like, in the last movie, or whatever? Why are we doing this right now? Like, maybe you could have done this in the last movie? I don't know. But why are we doing this now? This is so strange. At the same time, I, in his execution, I liked it. I, I really dug it. Um... Yeah, there's no Michael Myers in it. Well, there is, but he's, like, barely fucking in it. Um, yeah, just, I mean, again, you have to see it to believe it. Because it's just, like, it truly is, like, interesting. And I don't know if people are calling it bad just because of the fact that it's not what they're expecting. You know, but then again, it's Halloween ends. And the whole marketing is basically setting up the last fight between Laurie Schrode and Michael Myers. So, I can totally understand why people are upset, but for what the plot is or whatever, uh, I thought it was good, but there are, like, questionable things that I'm like, would that character feel this way? Would they, though? I don't know. Feels kind of strange. Um, But yeah, and then... The other thing I just didn't fucking understand is like, why the fuck is everybody in Haddonfield so f- are such assholes to our characters? I don't understand. Like for one of them, I can understand, but for like Lottery Strode and her and the granddaughter or whatever, I'm just like, why are y'all such fucking dicks to them? It's like it's not their fault that fucking Michael like terrorized the whole fucking town, like sorry like what do you I mean not cool that you're just trying to find someone to blame and shit like that it's like it's not their fault it's like dude got out somehow was looking for Lori or whatever and yeah Lori didn't finish the job but still like come on come on and then yeah it's just like very strange but then again it 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 ends like Halloween ends. Yes, it has an ending, which I'm all here for because of the fact that I'm glad that they actually had an ending. Like, yes, you will get that Laurie Strode and Michael Myers fight, and there will be a winner, and it is the end. And so, like, yeah, no, there's no, there's not this bullshit, you know. Oh, it's going to set up the next movie. No, it there's an actual ending to this all. So, I I applaud them for that. I'm just like, thank God it's not going to be this bullshit set up for, well, come back to the next movie. Because, man, I would have hated that so fucking much. I would have done. I just, oh my God. And then there's, and again, I can't really get into it, but there is a certain thing in here that I had me worried that was going to relate to another thing and if that was the case I would have walked away because man I I can't even just like I can't even get into it and I'm not spoiling it because of the fact that you know for me personally I will only talk about spoilers for new releases like a month later that's how I do it I just feel like that's fair game then again Halloween Ends is on uh, Peacock so there's that but yeah, I just I'm not I'm not trying to spoil it right now. So there's that. Um 
but you know I liked it and for people that saw it here here here's here's another thing it's like look um if you hated it more power to you but for me personally as someone who loves Halloween um the low bar for me is Halloween Resurrections as well as The Curse of Michael Myers I've never seen Halloween 3 Season of the Witch never saw it probably don't have any plan to go see it and I've never seen the Rob Zombie uh Halloween movies again but the low bar for me in terms of like alright is it as bad as Halloween Resurrection or Curse of Michael Myers I don't think Halloween Ends is as bad as those two I really don't because man I at least they did something new and yeah you can say the same thing for Curse of Michael Myers and Resurrections but I think Halloween Ends uh them trying something new the execution worked even though there are issues that kind of take with a few things but in this execution I feel like Halloween ends is yeah it's 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 not uh, like Halloween ends is not as good as that 2018 movie is but it's not as fucking bad as Resurrections was like that's the bar for me and so when I saw people hating it, I was like, oh boy, I hope this is not as bad as... hope it's not as bad as Resurrections, and it wasn't. I, I didn't feel that at all, but at the same time, I understand why people hate this movie. I really do. I mean, I totally get it. Hell, I even called my mom, and I told her, um, yeah, let me know what you think about Halloween Ends, and just a heads up, you're probably gonna fucking hate this movie. Like... It's just, it truly is baffling what the real plot is of this whole movie. But at the same time, I dig it. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I will be in the minority. I mean, I'm not going to fight anybody online and say, no, this is like the best movie. This is the best one of the trilogy. It's like, no, 2018 is still the best one. But I will gladly fight anybody that thinks that Resurrections is better than Halloween Ends because, man, ain't no way you can convince me of that. There's no fucking way. Just no way. I don't I don't care because the plot of Resurrections, like the first five minutes is such, yeah, the opening of Halloween Resurrections is bullshit. And then cut to the actual plot of the whole thing is just like, that's fucking stupid so yeah as far as I'm concerned Halloween ends was not as bad as I thought it it was going to be but that's just me so um so yeah um that's all I got so yeah let's close out this uh episode of Spoiler Appetite um again don't (laughs) don't be surprised if I just like completely disappear again i mean if i don't do another podcast i mean it really comes down to motivation because you know what i used to do is uh whenever i would do the show you know you gotta make notes for these things you know i mean for what i like to talk about yeah i gotta make certain things uh i gotta make notes preparation all this stuff but um but yeah i mean at this point don't be surprised if it's like I don't know, another eight months or whatever before I do another one. Um, but yeah, this was fun. It was fun doing another one. So I'm I'm hoping I can just like somehow keep a schedule doing this or whatever. Not weekly, obviously, but like every two weeks, maybe every month or something like that. That's kind of the goal to do it like once a month or so. I mean, I know for damn sure that uh, when we get to the end of the year, yeah, I'm definitely giving my top 10 movies of the year for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. Um, (laughs) I'm just trying to think of stuff that I've seen this year that I could still talk about. I mean, there's the Sandman. I mean, well, what am I doing? I'm trying to close this episode. But, you know what? Fuck it. We're still going. I'm sorry. Um, The Sandman. 
I won't go too into it, but I'll just say this. As someone who has read that long-ass fucking, like, comic of comic books or whatever, of The Sandman, Netflix's adaptation of The Sandman was so great. I mean, it's amazing how, even though they pulled out all those DC references, at least in the very first uh, books, there was a lot of DC references. They took them out. And... Yeah, even then, the adaptation was still, like, fucking spot on. I mean, I'm... I I, I wish Netflix would already come out and say if they're gonna renew or cancel the Sandman. Because if they cancel it, that's fine. Like, I... I it, it just won't get any better than what that team did over at Netflix did with that show. Because that adaptation was just... I've never seen it pulled off so, like... So perfect. Like, it was just... It's just... It's a great adaptation. And, my God, I couldn't be more happier about it. Uh, it, It's great. The Sandman is great. And (laughs) what more can I say about it? But, yeah. um, So, yeah, that's, that's my feelings on the Sandman real quick. But anyways, uh, I'm going to get out of here. I should probably go to sleep. It's almost 2 a.m. So thank you guys for once again to those that are listening to this. Um, Appreciate it. Um, So yeah, I'm Tristan, and you've just been spoiled.